my name is Ginny Buckley, and this is Pioneers from the team at Bridgestone EMEA, a podcast about sustainability, mobility, and innovation. We need to, to reorganize and restructure our energy. Right now, I believe, is the right time to focus on talent acquisition. Coming out of that, we will be, uh, in my mind, much stronger, like we do from most economic crises in, in reality. With parts of Europe predicted to be in recession in 2023, this episode of the Pioneers podcast will explore what happened the last time recession hit the automotive industry and what we can learn to help navigate this one. To unpick this, I'm joined by Simone Bocchi, Bridgestone EMEA's Director of Strategic Partnerships, and Frank Levanc, Bridgestone Mobility Solutions Vice President, Strategic Partnerships and Incubation. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. I'm just really interested, first of all, to kick off with a little from each of you on your background and how you came to work in the role that you work in. I'm French. I was educated in the UK, um, married to a German, now living in Amsterdam. That's a little bit of, of my background. I've joined uh, Bridgestone Mobility Solution as a, a VP of, of strategy planning and incubation, as you said, uh, in November last year. So relatively newbie to the, uh, the, the Bridgestone uh, family. Um, and I, I come uh, on the back of 20 years uh, with a, a company in the strategic marketing intelligence and advisory, uh, focusing in the automotive industry on innovation, uh, on growth, um, and re- where I was one of the, uh, the, the, the founding member of the mobility group within that organization. So my side, um, I joined Bridgestone in January 2017. Uh, I've worked before for more than 10 years in management consulting, that's uh, where Bridgestone was one of my main customers at the time. And so I decided at some point to take the leap. I made this move mostly to really be able to move in an industry role where I could see things happening beyond the shorter time perspective that you have usually in consulting projects. And uh, having taken up different various roles uh, over time in Bridgestone, first in R&D, then as head of strategic planning and business intelligence for EMEA. And then uh, since April, this new role where I'm in charge of strategic partnerships. Can you both give us an indication of the economic environment right now and what we can expect over the next 12 months? We are in a very tight spot in reality, right? Uh, we are coming out of, uh, of two really tough years uh, with, with, with COVID um, that uh, led to, you know, the semiconductor crisis that we have felt that has been really tough to the automotive industry. And now we are this year facing the war in Ukraine and the implication on the energy crisis that comes with it, um, an inflation that we have not experienced uh, since the 80s in reality. Looming recession for 2023 is 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 what what seems to be coming up, uh, but uh, I think it is expected to be short. If you look at economic activity, especially of companies, most of the companies have never shown healthier results. Long, short recession. I don't really know. To be, I mean, nobody knows at the end of the day. And I think this is exactly why we have to position ourselves as an industry, as a company 
to make sure that we are able to, even if not to thrive, to do well even in a, in a recession. Recession is, is generally between six and 12 months. Uh, the thing is, it's generally felt for much longer. Uh, so the aftermath of a recession is, is, is can last for one to two years or, or even more sometimes. That's why generally uh, we, we feel that these recessions are longer in, in time. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk about that, about that resilience, I guess, to bounce back from um, a recession. Are some sectors of, of this industry, of our industry, more, more or less resilient than others? Usually automotive is hit quite hard by recessions. Uh, it's durable goods. Obviously, people tend to to postpone buying of cars, uh, usually when we, when we enter into a recession, or they see, let's say, the prospect of a recession. It's for sure, declining economic activity. But on the other side, we have the EV trend, which is uptaking quite heavily. We have the fact that there is a lot of uh, saved money due to the res- to the past COVID crisis, which is being yes, still poured into the markets to buy to buy goods. Adding to this, the fact that we are seeing a skewing inside the um, population, where the tendency is to have less and less a middle class. There is where I see really the biggest pain point: the the, the middle segment while the rest I see more resilient. Do you believe that people are going to start really thinking twice about new cars and, and particularly electric, as we, we talk about a lot, um, they currently are priced at a premium. So is that going to be a priority, Frank, if budgets are tight? Product sales is, is generally uh, impacted more than, than uh, sort of a um, leasing or subscription model. You know, within EV, you generally have two uh, vehicles, a plug-in hybrid, um, and full battery electric vehicles. What we are seeing in some countries is that uh, the governments are um, stopping the subsidies associated to plug-in hybrids, uh, and um, you can expect a sharp uh, decrease in demand as a consequence. It's the case of, of Germany, for example, uh, at the end of this year. So early next year, PHEV sales in, in, in Germany are likely to, to drop significantly. One thing that is in the favor of that segment is uh, the, the volume that, has, that are going through subscriptions or, or through leasing models, um, and especially towards um, company cars uh, that account in Europe for uh, over 50% of the volumes of new registrations. Um, so if you consider that, um, then, then you, you're actually seeing um, you know, a, a brighter future also because within companies, the policy today is increasingly to have PHEVs and BEVs. I don't think any of us can remember a roller coaster like this, but what we all can remember, I'm, I'm sure, are previous recessions. You know, we, we have been here before. Um, how historically has the automotive industry fared in, in, in the big recession, that, you know, lots sort of late, to, late 2000s, 2008, 2009? And also, what learnings do you think the industry has taken from that, if any at all? Because do we ever really learn from the challenging times? I don't know. In 2008, the the automotive industry was a bit taken by surprise um, and they didn't react fast enough, uh, which basically created a a major crisis for the automotive industry as as well. 
in the past couple of years and because of, of COVID, I think the automotive industry was actually quite fast in reacting, uh, fa fast in, in making decisions to, um, to, to, to really refocus their activity towards profit-making activities, stopping certain vehicle models that were losing money, for example. Automotive industry in the last years has really been working hard, first of all, to try to reduce complexity which was something that was uh, i mean impacting on the industry for forever i would say especially more in the last 10 to 20 years you in the mobility environment a lot of the companies which are let's say paving the way for new businesses they are startups they have never really experienced a recession and a crisis and there we will really see in this first recession that will live through who will survive and who won't there will be the need for a lot of capital to be deployed to make sure that you can survive this sort of economic winter. Yeah, we've seen some incredible valuations and some would say, uh, you know, in overval inflated valuations of various startups within this sector. But, but aren't those startups really key to keeping the industry innovating? You know, so how do we make sure that we don't lose that innovation? We won't necessarily lose it. Uh, we, it, what it will do is make sure that we retain the right ones. Um, and, and, you know, almost by, uh, by itself, um, because the reality is, you know, the, the, the right business models will um, uh, re remain. Every company right now is refocusing to the profitable activities or let's say investments now the, the topic of, of of trying to grow for this for the sake of growing meaning to gain market share will be much more complex and we are seeing this even in in, in bigger corporations like ford and volkswagen have shut down argo ai uh, which was a company devoted to autonomous driving exploration that have that they have been pouring in billions of dollars but they decided it was not worth any more the, the effort What can Bridgestone do? You know, what is it doing to prepare for a recession that looks increasingly like it's going to be heading our way soon? Right now, I believe, is the right time to focus on talent acquisition. Uh, big tech is laying off, uh, has been laying off a lot of talents in the, in the, in the past year. And uh, for a corporation which, like Bridgestone, that is not a tech company or does not have the name of a tech company, uh, the, the talent squeeze was massive to try to grow in solutions and in areas which are more leading edge in terms of technology. And right now, I think it's the time for us to, uh, to scale up there and to make sure that we get the right inflow of talents, which are crucial for the future. And maybe one thing that I'd like to add, you know, in, in within the solution business, we uh, a few years ago, we acquired an organization uh, in fleet management, Webfleet, uh, known today. And, and what's interesting in, in, in the world of fleet management, right, one of the key benefits of fleet management is actually to help those um, transport companies, those fleet organizations to actually reduce costs, uh, which is, you know, what we see in the world of fleet management is, is actually strengthened during those difficult times because companies 
companies are looking for ways to um, reduce costs, optimize their operation, uh, and and you know these you, you're able to get a payback on on these kind of solutions between six and 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 sort of a, uh, nine months uh, and reduce fuel saving by something depending on where you're starting from, between 10 and 30%. Uh, and when you consider in a transport organization that 30% of the, the cost of operation of a transport organization is within fuel, uh, this is significant, right? And that, that's also um, for, for ourselves, uh, the, the resilience of the service business, but also something that we deliver to our clients uh, as a mean to help them to be more resilient as well. Let's just cast um, our, our thoughts th further afield. Um, What's going on in emerging markets? I'm thinking of markets like India and uh, South Africa. Just take an example of India. Uh, it's a massive, it's, it's a continent by per se. Uh, it, it's going to be more populous than China in the, in the coming years. It has a huge middle class. It is growing. It has mobility trends which are increasing like urbanization, uh, general person and, and freight and freight movement. And what we are seeing today is that we are not suffering there in a way we are we are seeing it in Europe. Actually, we are growing and we're growing healthy. I will, I will agree with, with with India. They are not expecting a recession. In fact, right? Uh, they are expecting to continue growing slightly slower, uh, but uh, but uh, continuous growth and and and, and tremendous growth potential uh, coming out of that. So it's important for an organization like Bridgestone uh, to be to be um, you know con to continuously invest in that growth potential. Uh, and this is what we are doing. South Africa, in my mind, slightly different. Um, they they are they are facing. Um, a relatively slower uh, economic environment, um, you know, lesser FDIs, um, um, more uh, sort of a, um, reliant on export in their economy. Um, but at, at the same time, they have a stronghold with mining and mineral. And it's interesting um, environment because it's generally more mature and more sort of a advanced as a, as a market uh, as we see. I just want to take a little a look to to the future and just to think, you know, we're on this roller coaster. Do you feel that there are going to be any permanent changes to the industry as a result of what we have been experiencing over the past couple of years and are experiencing at the moment? We need to to reorganise uh, and restructure our energy uh, energy um, sort of a uh, production um, capacity in Europe and resilience um, uh, sovereignty uh, I would call it uh, from from an energy perspective. Uh, that is something that uh, we we will learn from this uh, this 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 situation that we are facing right now. Coming out of that, we will be uh, in my mind much stronger, um, like we do from most. Uh, economic crisis in, in reality. Uh, I think another point is we are seeing again uh, a change in the global geopolitical landscape, meaning that globalization that was maybe the main driver of economic growth in the last, or a consequence of economic growth, it, it was intertwined between between continents and countries. Um, this there we see globalization actually starting to slow down or to reverse to some extent. Again, let's look forward. Um, what do you each see as the biggest game changers that are coming in automotive in the coming years? 
if I have to think about um, the, the true game changer, um, I have to think about autonomous driving. Taking that um, driver out of the equation, as we as we say, uh, you you change the the cost structure of transportation uh, as a whole, and that will change the dynamics of transportation and movements of peoples and goods. Um, and it's not so far fetched, in fact. Uh, and it will happen. Uh, we will see it. And I'm convinced of that. Um, um, in, in specific use cases first, uh, in goods transportation where it makes sense from, you know, uh, hubs to hub or for specific uh, taxi application like Beidou is actually going to go and deploy uh, next year in a commercial manner uh, with, with the automated taxis. Um, so really excited about that uh, personally, um, uh, but that will be in my mind probably the biggest game changer we will experience in our lifetime. Personally, I've been in several autonomous vehicles. It's a very strange experience, um, but we see we see it on the technology in, in the vehicles that we drive now. So it's I'm sure it's not too far away. And Simone, what about you? Uh, what's your game changer? Talking obviously about autonomous driving, I would expand it a bit more to AI in general. So uh, this is going to impact everywhere. I think AI is really a general purpose technology that will have an impact all across the board. Then I think the entrance more and more of big tech in automotive with the operating systems, it's creeping in slowly. It's not always making the news, but over time, this will potentially radically change the perception that we have of the car. And last but not least, but not least I think one that really, that I like really much is micromobility. I'm a, I'm a heavy user of micromobility here in Milan from uh, e-bikes to scooters. Uh, and I think they're really useful, especially in highly urbanized areas. They are a big alternative to cars and uh, a good one for everybody. Um, and on that, I'm going to, to wrap up, sadly. It's been fascinating talking to both of you. Thanks so much to Simone and Frank for sharing your insights with us today. Thanks so much for joining us today and thanks to everyone for listening. For our colleagues in Bridgestone EMEA, you can read much more on this on Be Connected EMEA. For everyone else, please keep an eye on Bridgestone EMEA's LinkedIn for the latest news. My name is Ginny Buckley from Electrifying.com. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.